Hello from ABA Tech Show 2019 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Guy Sakalakis. Elizabeth Farrell Clifford. Jenny Wondrasik. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in the Windy City. Today, we're talking about a really great topic, and it's bringing technology education to law schools. So let's talk about your session. Mm-hmm. When I went to law school, no technology, right? Maybe talk a little bit about how that's been changing recently and, and how you're helping to bring technology to law schools. Sure. The ABA back in, I think it was 2012 or 2013, added technology into the comments for the duty of competence for lawyers and the model rules. And the law schools are really trying to move in and help promote that and start the students early. And so we have each designed courses and Mm -hmm. are working through that. That's fantastic. So we're going to have lawyers, baby lawyers coming out of school, already tech savvy, which might be slightly different than what lawyers have been in the past. Well, that's the hope. But the challenge (laughs) is is that there's a perception that these so-called digital natives have this technology ability, and that's not really the case. I mean, my experience, I like to say that the students of today, they're really great technology consumers, but they're not really professional users of technology. They've never, I shouldn't say never, but very rarely have had to use office software in a professional context and carry through like all the myriad of tools and things that lawyers need to care about. You know, even things as as important but small as timekeeping, billing, they have just no concept. And there's a lot of tools now that make lawyers' lives more efficient, more productive, and they need to know that to be competitive in today's marketplace. Absolutely. So let's let's dive a little deeper. What specifically in the curriculum are our students learning these days? Well, that's one of the interesting things about our session. I mean, not to give too much credit to ourselves, but we're really really showing that the technology education in law schools runs the gamut. And not only are there different approaches ranging from, you know, just pop-up tech talks and one-time workshops to uh, credit-bearing courses to full curriculum programs or or curriculum requirements in schools, And they cover, I think they start as a basis of the ethical rules. You know, what does being competent in technology really mean? Um, And that can be just efficient and productive with with office technology, ranging all the way up to some really innovative stuff with, you know, legal services delivery and, you know, process improvement and e-discovery. So it's a range is I guess what I'm saying. And Jenny covers a lot of that, the basic competency stuff in her course. So I'll, I'll let her talk about yes, that Yes, I, I have a one credit pass fail. And we actually have a technology competency requirement at UNT Dallas. So our, it's one of the things that our students have to work on before they can graduate. My course ranges from Microsoft Office all the way through a little bit of the cutting edge technologies like 3D printing and virtual reality. For our listeners, if you're interested in learning about some of the topics that I cover, I just did a blog post for the ABA Law Student Division's blog before the bar that goes through a lot of the topics that I cover. Excellent, but definitely uh, have listeners check that out. So 
UNT Dallas, what are some of the other schools that are really taking a, a leadership uh, position in bringing technology to law schools? Well, I'll give a shout out to some of the schools that Dan Linna at Michigan State, he created this innovation index. And it's not, I will say it's not without controversy how he... he, he <laughs> Well, it wouldn't he, be fun then, would it? I know, how he gauges the schools. Um, but there's, I think some of the ones that have gained a lot of publicity in recent years are the ones that have these large-scale programs like Chicago Kent and Suffolk University. But I'd be remiss in saying that, like, a lot of small efforts at other schools, and I'll shout out to my own university, you know, Florida State University, where we are really trying to integrate and tr introduce um, technology training through workshops and and courses and you know that it's a challenge because while courses and curriculum programs can be great they by their nature only reach a, a limited amount of students and as we were talking everyone needs to have technology competence that's what the bar association says and so i think there's some really cool approaches that we talked about in our course in our session rather that you know pop-up tech talks, workshops that don't have credit or non-credit certificate programs. You know, you come have lunch, you know, once a month and learn about a tech topic and, and get introduced to it. So there's there's a lot of different approaches and, and, and schools doing different things that maybe don't get the publicity that they, they should, but they are really trying to deliver quality training and education to their students. Very cool. And just a, a shout out, to the Harris County Law Library in Texas. They're actually training pro se's and attorneys on technology as well. So it's not just the law students that are getting their feet wet with the technology. Well, wow, that's fantastic to hear and you know, really can only help to benefit clients uh, mm -hmm. moving forward. More efficient lawyers, more productive lawyers, lawyers following the rules, uh, mm -hmm. protecting client confidences, not making all those kind of uh, errors and as technology seems to just rapidly advance and it's hard to keep up. Yeah. It is. And I think that's important for attorneys to remember, though, you don't have to be an IT person. It's reasonable efforts to make sure you're learning the relevant technologies for your area. And one of the cool things that, that Jenny highlighted during our session that she does in her class and I do in my class is that we're trying to build the tool set for students, not only to be competent with current technology, but to be savvy users and evaluators throughout their career. So how do they assess what they need, what their organization needs, and how do they they go to a place like the tech show in the exhibit hall and go, okay, I have a problem, I'm, I'm looking for a solution, how do I know what solution works for me? Are they going to deliver exactly what they say they're going to deliver? And so we try to build those thinking skills, if you will, <laughs> those critical analysis skills in addition to the actual hard tech skills as well. Awesome. Love it. So for listeners that want to learn more, obviously, it's only so much we can cover in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, where can folks go? Where, what kind of resources would you recommend folks go check out that you think are doing a great job? In addition to your article in the ABA Journal, uh, I'm sure your uh, university or school's websites have some of this information. Where do, you, where do you recommend people go check out to learn more about tech competency for lawyers and law students? I think your bar association is going to have a lot of great resources. I use a cloud computing document from the Florida, it's not Lomas anymore, uh, Legal Fuel, I believe, is their, their new name. And even though I'm teaching in Texas, I'm licensed in Florida, so I just went back to my bar association and they have great resources. 
Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, another great resource I'd like to give a shout out to is Cali. They have put together a syllabus commons for legal technology, legal innovation courses. And if you just Google the legal tech syllabus commons, you'll, you'll find it right away. Um, and there's been contributions from 30 plus professors that have, have shown, hey, this is what we're doing. And you can just get a, a starting point for um, ideas about what schools are doing. Uh, they also, in addition to, to state bar associations, we, we find a lot of value in the ABA's, the Legal Technology Resource Center as well. There's wonderful resources that I continually steer my students to. I also want to say the International Legal Technology Association, ILTA, has great resources. If you're in a big city, they do lots of events throughout the month. But even if you're in a smaller town, they have a lot of great online resources. And I go there a lot for training ideas. Fantastic. Uh, Anything else you'd like listeners to know about uh, what you're up to, your session today, or anything else about technology and law? Well, I would just like to invite anyone that's interested in this space that, I mean, one of the great things about our session is one, delivering the session, but the great conversations and networking that happens afterwards. I got wonderful opportunity to talk with people and I'd love to talk more with people about this and answer questions and help out because it's a wonderful growing community. And so they can connect with me on Twitter. It's Elizabeth F on Twitter, um, or they can email me directly. I'm eferrell at law.fsu.edu. Excellent. I agree that the conversation is going strong. Standards have not been set yet, so now's the time to join the conversation. And if you're nervous, maybe you have a bit of a technophobia, baby steps count. So even if you start small, you can work your way up. And if you'd like to converse with me, I am also on Twitter. It's Jen Wondracek, W-O-N-D-R-A-C-E-K. And my email address at my office is jennifer.wondrack at untdallas.edu. Great. Thank you so much for volunteering that. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us today. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh